0: The folklore in Kid Cryptid wouldn't exist if it weren't for the rich history and vibrant cultures these stories come from. While we do our best to provide accurate information, we recognize that we are, at best, amateurs here. This podcast is best considered for entertainment purposes only, and it comes from a place of love and respect for the peoples behind the lore. Now, on with the show. I'm I'm Elias, and you are listening to Kid Cryptid, the podcast where we talk about creatures of questionable existence known as cryptids. How's it going, Elias? Good. So I've decided to take a slightly different approach this week. Instead of talking about a creature that may have never existed, we're going to take a look at something that was definitely alive. Okay. So, without further ado, I'd like to tell you about the thylacine, also known as the Tasmanian tiger or the Tasmanian wolf. Oh,
1: so you're talking about wolves and tigers now? Okay.
0: Well, no, I'm talking about one animal.
1: What?
0: Now, you're probably also curious as to why I'm telling you about an actual animal. It's a fair question. The reason is because the thylacine is supposed to have been extinct since 1936 when the last one in captivity died. Since then, however, people have continued to report seeing them in the wild. Thus far, no definitive proof has been found to verify its continued existence, leaving a cloud of doubt over the matter. By that measure, that sounds an awful lot like a cryptid. Okay. So what exactly is the thylacine? Any guesses where it's from?
1: I'm pretty sure you said, um, I'm pretty sure you said where it's from because it said, like, you said, like, stay and then the name and then Tiger and Wolf.
0: Yeah, but do you remember where that was? Tasmania. What was it?
1: Tasmania.
0: Close, Tasmania.
1: Tasmania. Okay. It's sort of, sort of.
0: Yeah, the nickname definitely gives it away. It's a marsupial from Australia, but most specifically the island of Tasmania. Quiz time. What's a marsupial?
1: Um, a marsupial is, um, sort of like a mar armadillo, I'm pretty sure.
0: Like an armadillo. Okay. How so?
1: Um, because, like, uh, I don't know, but, um, they do have protective skin on their outside, um.
0: Not I don't, quite. Know, I
1: don't really know. I don't know.
0: So what if I told you other marsupials were like the kangaroo? Oh, yeah,
1: I forgot. Like the joey and kangaroo. Well, yeah, so a what
0: a, What do a marsupials have? Uh,
1: pouches.
0: Pouches, that's right.
1: Like a koala.
0: And koalas, uh, yes. Also marsupials. And platypi. Platypi.
1: That's more than one platypus.
0: That's more than one platypus. And also the opossum. The only North American marsupial.
1: Yay.
0: Now, so here's another question for you. Are marsupials mammals?
1: Um, no.
0: (laughs) Why not? They have fur.
1: They have fur, but they have tails. We don't have tails.
0: No, you're thinking primates. I said mammals.
1: Mammal. Mammal. Well, they do have fur. We have hair, but yeah.
0: They are mammals.
1: I think so. Wait, really? Yep. What?
0: Yep, they're also mammals.
1: I thought thought possums have hair.
0: They do? I bet you guys didn't know you were going to get all of this science today, huh? Mm
1: Mm-mm. I was expecting something, like, mystical and other stuff like that. I mean, I do like science.
0: Nope, biology lesson today. But we'll get into some more details, though. How's that? Yay! But before we do, I have another question. Yes? Do you think it's a tiger or a wolf?
1: I think it's a shapeshifter.
0: No, that was actually a trick question.
1: And what I'm saying is, like, I think it can shapeshift into both of those.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm saying I was just giving you a question that didn't really have an answer, because it's neither of those things. And it's not a shapeshifter.
1: It's not a shapeshifter.
0: No, it got its name because of its appearance. The thylacine was about the size of a large cat or a medium-sized dog. It had a long tail, and its body was covered in sandy-colored fur. Around fifteen to twenty stripes ran down its sides, and its face was fox-like with stiff, pointed ears.
1: Okay, sort of like a tiger.
0: Ah, sort of. Yeah, that's where it got. So that's why it's the Tasmanian tiger. But then it also had that dog-like face, so that's why it's a Tasmanian wolf.
1: But you said fox.
0: Well, yeah, but foxes are kind of like dogs.
1: Like foxes like or like cats.
0: Mm, okay. If you say if you
1: say so. I say so because like their um their ears.
0: Okay. Anyway, almost like a snake, the thylacine could open its mouth to an almost ninety degree angle. And they were carnivorous and mostly nocturnal by all accounts.
1: Of course they were.
0: So all in all, they sound like a pretty cool little animal.
1: Um, I wouldn't say little. I mean, they could be a little little, but they could be big. Hmm.
0: So what happened to them? I don't know. Well, the short answer is humans happened to them.
1: You've got to be kidding me. They started hunting down these things.
0: Well, not exactly. There's evidence that the thylacine inhabited the mainland of Australia long before people arrived. But that began to change once we came onto the scene. While we didn't really hunt them for anything, we did bring animals that moved in and began taking over. In this case, we brought a type of dog that got loose and became feral. Today, we call it the dingo. The dingo. Up until then, the thylacine didn't have to compete with other species for food and it wasn't able to adapt to the dingo encroaching on its territory.
1: I feel like there's a word that... I feel like there's a mean word to call somebody Um, that sounds like that. Yeah, there is. I'm not saying what it is.
0: Oh, that's very polite of you.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, like, why would they ever call that dog that? It sounds like the word, and I don't want to say it. Uh,
0: Now, as a result they went extinct some 2,000 years ago on the mainland. But according to a recent study, changes in climate and growing human populations also contributed to their eradication from the mainland. Despite this, they remained on the island of Tasmania, where all of those changes didn't happen quite as drastically. Yay! However, it only delayed the inevitable. As more and more European settlers moved to the island, the thylacine became labeled as a pest.
1: Um... Aren't tigers supposed to be protecting, and why are they pests?
0: Well, farmers blamed them for the loss of livestock, and people took to killing them on sight.
1: Ah, yeah. Well, there could be this. Um, if they had, like, animals there, maybe the tiger would eat them.
0: Maybe. By the beginning of the 1900s, they were endangered. And in 1936, the last thylacine died in captivity in a private zoo. It's believed that the remaining wild thylacines died off in the next few years. Now, that should be the end of the story, but it's not. Ever since the thylacine has been declared extinct, people have continued to report seeing them. Even to this day, people are still seeing thylacines. Now, so I've taken to calling this a reverse cryptid.
1: Okay?
0: Regular cryptids require proof of existence. Whereas the thylacine definitely existed. And now we're trying to prove that it still does.
1: Well, there is something similar, but not very. Because, you know, the bear cat?
0: Uh, it, yeah, what about it?
1: It ha- It's like a mix-up of a cat and a bear.
0: Well, sort of, except it's a civet.
1: What's a civet?
0: A bear cat. It's neither a bear nor a cat. So yeah, it's kind of like a thylacine. It gets called two different things that it's not.
1: Except it doesn't doesn't have a fox face or stripes.
0: Not really. Now also, like any good cryptid, it has clearly captured the imaginations of people. There haven't been any bodies found, nor have there been any other conclusive signs found. All there is to go off of are witness accounts. And while it's easy to assume that some people are making things up, it's hard to doubt everyone. One report in 2018 stated, I am accustomed to coming across most wild animals working on rural farms, and I have never come across an animal anything close to what I saw in Tasmania that day.
1: He saw that.
0: So it was just a guy that said he thought he saw a thylacine.
1: Oh, he did? I mean,
0: they're pretty distinct looking. Mm I
1: don't say weird looking, but okay, I agree.
0: And then to also just give things a little bit of a sci-fi kind of twist, scientists apparently managed to replicate thylacine DNA in 2002, leaving the window open for cloning thylacines. This, of course, leads to a whole new debate of just because can we, does it mean we should? So what do you think, Jurassic Park-style thylacines? Maybe. Riding around in a little jeep, and they all get loose. Yay! I mean, I don't think they're big enough to eat people. Well, maybe a group of them.
1: What about their mouths?
0: They can open their mouths pretty big, but I don't think their stomachs are big enough to hold a person.
1: What, a snake can even open in its ma- mouth and eat a whole egg. A whole egg and it's whole.
0: So I think that's going to wrap us up for today. You got anything else Elias?
1: Um I'm going to say if you see this um this creature and um you have your phone around take some pictures of it and well and I don't really know what it looks like so I want to really see what it looks like and make out what it looks
0: Well there are you know what maybe I should throw some pictures up on the website and stuff.
1: Oh okay that's fine. That's fine too.
0: Because there are pictures of the old ones, but you're right, some pictures of uh, what people are seeing today would be very handy. Mm-hmm. Especially since people aren't finding anything else but, like, footprints and just saying they saw it.
1: Yeah, but if you're on hiking, hike and you don't have your phone, but you can just say, like, what you said today, what you saw today.
0: Yeah, but, I, I mean, cameras are everywhere today, there's no excuse.
1: What if you forgot to bring your phone?
0: Well, then, you've totally failed as a modern person. <laughs>
1: Okay, wow. No, not really. I'm think. just... Wow.
0: I'm I'm making things up.
1: Look, sometimes you forget your phone.
0: It does happen.
1: I don't even have a phone, so I don't have to forget about it.
0: Consider yourself lucky. Yay. All right, so I think that'll do us. Yeah. Once again, I'm Sean. I'm yours. Until next time. I can still hear Zoran ask. Dice Tower Theater's Dawn of Dragons a unique narrated audio-drama based around a basement tabletop role-playing game. Six children grow up in the dawning epicenter of a new war. Two brothers, Benedict the pious and careful, and Zane the carefree, are joined by their younger cousin Cordelia, the blacksmith and seamstress's daughter. Their friends Zoran, the son of the local justice, (laughs) and Sophie, the abandoned sister of a young and beautiful sword for hire, accompany them on this journey sword sorcery and adventure await to engage the listener along the way in our 20 minutes or less episodes we hope you enjoy dice tower theater's dawn of dragons a proud member of the family-friendly patagon go network